Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ukula on the Ground podcast. My name is Aldrin Guerrero, joined by my colleagues, Mr. Aaron, the voice, Nakamura. Say what's up. What's up? And Mr. Kahai, the legend, Fergan. Say what's up. What's up? Well, here's Thursday, 1 p.m. Hawaii Standard Time. It's time to pot it up, right? Kahai, does that, can that be my new, my new catchphrase? Just pot it up. That's like uh, the and new make verb. T-shirts and stuff, you know. Like, people like that, right? <laughs> yeah, like that's a cool new thing. <laughs> I'm sure that's that's taken. I think maybe what, right. What all the kids are saying already? Yeah, yeah. 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 Have you guys heard of these things called podcasts? Everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's a new, it's <laughs> a new thing. You might not have heard of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, this is the Ukula on the Ground podcast. We answer any and all of your ukulele questions. Um, you can ask us live because we are live right now. So we have a live chat going on. So ask us, ask away. Um, preferably ukulele questions, but we take any and all questions. And you can ask us stuff like what's Kahai's favorite ice cream? Or what, what's, what is your favorite ice cream, Kai? Mm, I think, oh, do you, do you not know? Cause I, I don't. I know you know mine. <laughs> yeah, I, cause, I say it all the time, everywhere. Like uh, people don't even ask, and I just tell them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe that's why you don't know, because that that is also my favorite ice cream too. Oh yeah, really? Yep. Mm-hmm. Right yeah. on. Chocolate, ch- chocolate, uh, mint, mint chocolate, chocolate chip. Yeah, yeah, right on. Mint chocolate ice cream. Anyway, so stuff like that. You can ask whatever, or like what strings do you use? Maybe 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 I I should have gone with that instead. You know, you can ask us any kind of ukulele questions. We'll try to answer them as best as we can. I'll try to answer as best I can. These two guys uh, will come in with their two cents. Uh, we also have computers, so we can look stuff up and just in case we don't know the answer. We're just being, mm-hmm. being honest, guys. We're going to try to give you the best answer possible at this uh, at the moment that you ask them. Right, Kai? Mm-hmm. Can I say that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right on. So, hello, everyone. <laughs> Kai, give me the first question, bud. Uh, oh, well, there's a question, mm-hmm. and it Mm, has some pictures, has some details to go into. Mm, okay. But then right. there's also a student review, so okay. I don't know. By the same person? No, no. Different people. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Uh, you want to do the question first? Sure. So the question is from Ben. Mm. And he said, uh, Hi, guys. My ukulele has a hairline crack about three inches long on the bottom side that runs from the grain of the wood. The crack is hard mm. to see, but mm-hmm. if you run a finger over it, you can tell that one side is higher than the other. The wood is cool, so I'd, I'd like to keep it in good shape. Yeah, yeah, I uh, wanted to seek your advice about what I should do. And then he has, like, some options that he listed that okay. he was thinking he could do. So he said, ignore it. Uh, glue the crack back together. Uh, he has, like, um, crazy glue and tight mm-hmm. bond. Mm-hmm. Or take it to a luthier for a repla- repair mm-hmm. with a cleat. Mm-hmm. Uh, any idea of the ballpark cost? <sighs> Ooh, so that's um did I have, you mention what kind of ukulele it was? Like, uh he's it's what kind of brand, what kind of size, like No, nah, he said stuff. it's cool. Or uh he might have mentioned the brand, but here is uh mm. pictures that he sent with along with it Let's of see. the crack itself. That's not too bad. Are you putting it on screen? Yeah, so it's on the, the, I'm putting it on screen for Aldrine okay. to okay. check oh, it out. What, well, what about the the, for the audience? The audience, yeah. Uh yeah, sorry. I I I I didn't even know. I, I didn't ask him if I could put it on screen. Oh, so. that's true. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. That's true. You know? Yeah. yeah. Hey, good job, guys. Looking <laughs> out for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it doesn't look that bad, but I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not there. I don't feel it. I don't see it. You know, I see it in the pictures and stuff, but I, I don't see it in, in front of me. Um, you are correct in the choices that, that you have, but honestly, it depends on you know on on your ukulele if if you bought just like a two three hundred dollar ukulele it honestly wouldn't <clears throat> wouldn't be worth it to uh you know to go and fix it so i would just ignore it if it's um you know but if it, i guess if it has sentimental value to you you know like maybe somebody gave it to you that like uh, that meant a lot and, and whatever if it's like a special whatever it may be then maybe because it the, the repairs for something like that is pretty pricey you know um and it just depends on who you go to. It could go um, from like a hundred dollars and up, really is, is what it is. So on a three hundred dollar ukulele on a tiny uh, on a tiny little crack and stuff, it might not be worth it. You know, that's like a third of, of what you paid for the entire uke. Where like, it's it's fine. I mean, I've had cracks on my ukulele. I've had like holes in my ukulele that mm-hmm. I just like I just let it go because honestly, it would just be a lot more expensive to you know to to fix and. You you can go to a luthier and get it and get it fixed, but I would not try to do it yourself. 
you know like you might cause more uh you know more to, unless you're pretty good at woodworking unless you're you know you're experienced in doing that unless you've built ukuleles before or try your hand at it or really know what you're doing um i wouldn't i mean you're you mentioned like crazy glue and stuff that's not something that you would normally use on on wood anywhere or ukuleles um so maybe not you know like yeah. I, I wouldn't i wouldn't do it myself just for the sake of um it might it might get worse you know leave it to uh leave it to a professional and if you're asking about like the cost anywhere from a hundred dollars and up it just really depends on how deep it is if it's just <clears throat> if it's just a scratch and it's not you know but it seems like it's not just a scratch because he says there's a difference in like the yeah because you know, he feels he like there's feel a difference the, in there yeah so you know it is it is definitely a uh, a notable crack so that's going to be at least a hundred bucks I, I would i would say but unless you go to somebody like that can do it for cheap like 50 bucks or whatever but, but then, um, yeah, yeah you get 50 dollars worth of work or yeah. whatever you know yeah. like and still uh, 50 dollars off of your 300 ukulele you know I, the, I i mean i don't know it it really depends because i don't want to say the wrong thing and people are like what my whatever my great 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 uncle you know had this ukulele from like 19. 30 whatever you know so i don't know any of that like detail but as far as from what it looks like to me you could probably ignore it and it would be okay um and if it is an expensive you can it you know it means a lot to you and stuff it might be worth it to do so on say like a thousand dollar ukulele or 800 even 800 dollar ukulele maybe that might be you know maybe worth it to up uh, to to salvage but for the most part since it's down here people are not going to really see it it's not going to do too much to the sound unless you notice that there is a change in the intonation that's maybe when i would you know i would suggest changing the um or, or getting it fixed but other than that if it doesn't really affect the sound if it doesn't affect the intonation you can just leave it and it should be okay if yeah. it gets bigger then maybe go go see somebody you know jim mentioned too that yeah. you could probably bring it to like a luthier or somebody mm -hmm. and ask for a quote so you can find yeah. out how about how much it's gonna yeah. cost anyways mm -hmm. before the you know you go into it so uh you might if you decide to take it to a luthier mm -hmm. like yeah that's and you're you're kind of worried about the price being too high right that's where you can kind of find out how much it's going to cost for sure yeah i mean I've, i went to like a music store and um i just you know i just inquired because i mean i can change my, my own strings but i've always been kind of interested like how much mm -hmm. music stores charge and it's like I, I just i even asked mike like how much he charges and he mm -hmm. says like 20 bucks to charge uh, to change the strings that's just not including strings. the price of the string you plus, know like plus the string plus price. the string so oh. it could be like 30 40 bucks just to change strings i'm like dude what like yeah you could just change your strings like you just buy the strings i don't know, like i said set a ghs for five dollars online or whatever you know like yeah, it doesn't yeah. even, so if you're not used to you know like uh changing strings or if it's your first time uh, you don't want to, you know, change it with some super fancy strings like AGAQ or, or or anything of those like ten dollars and up. You could get five bucks and just change yourself for free. Like, you know, <laughs> so if something that as simple as like a, a string change can cost like twenty bucks minimum, that and that's just for the labor. <laughs> like yeah, labor, uh, yeah, that. yeah. You imagine a, a a crack like that, even though it's you know it's not a hairline crack either. It's a you can definitely see it, but no one's looking down here in your uke. So aesthetically, it's not really going to make too much of a yeah. difference. So it's not it's not a crack on the top. It's like yeah. the, on the side. On the sides. So that the top so it's would, not not the top or back. Mm -hmm. The top would make a difference in sound, and definitely would make a difference in um you know in in, in, in tonation because uh, the crack might warp the the wood a little bit. You know, but other than that, it's even then yeah, we've, yeah, we've had yeah that's true cracks on the top and. Yeah. We've just left it, and, it's, and it sounds fine. Sounds <laughs> it fine. sounds fine. Yeah, yeah. As long as there's no buzzes or anything, yeah, yeah, sounds fine. And I like. I would recommend to make sure that it's properly properly humidified, mm -hmm. so know, it doesn't get worse. So it yeah. doesn't get yeah. worse. Yeah. 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 yeah, but I would leave it. Like, I would. I would yeah. too. Wait. We were talking, right? Uh, me, me, and you, Aaron, right? And we we're like saying that if, especially if he gets it fixed, mm. after he gets it fixed, he should humidify it properly to make yeah, sure yeah. it doesn't break again or something else happens. Wait, is this um, is this person not from this country? Y yeah, right? they're yeah. Uh, okay, I, I think I know who this person the, is. Their name <laughs> is bought, Ben. Yeah, yeah. They they uh, they, they bought it. Uh, I don't want to say because I don't know if he's uh, comfortable with the stuff, but mm -hmm. I know this person and I've yeah. seen that ukulele. It's a Kanilea. It's a Kanilea oh, ukulele. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They bought one and they bought it for relatively cheap. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. So I mean, in that case, then yeah. you wouldn't. You would have to spend 
to ship it to Connie Lea because yeah, you would yeah, want yeah. So Connie be, Lea to do the, the mm-hmm. repair. So I wouldn't really trust just whoever to uh, to to do that. It would be uh, like a Connie Lea thing. Um, I would I would leave it alone. I would ignore it. Um, you got a good price for it and stuff, and uh, that's maybe what you know what knocked off like a, a a fraction of the price of what it should have been. And um, if it gets worse, you know, like I think you should you should monitor it. Like I mean, don't full on like pick on it every day or whatever, but like <laughs> yeah. you know, monitor it like just to see if it you know if it gets worse. If it does get worse, then maybe it's worth it to you know to kind of send it over and and get it fixed. But for the most part, I would just ignore it. And definitely. Definitely would not do it by myself. Not yeah. not an ukulele like that. No, that's a beautiful you, by the way. Yeah. I've seen that ukulele. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. We, uh, me and Aaron were talking too, yeah. like earlier, and I was like saying that kind of if you're playing a playing a ukulele, yeah, is like buying a brand new car, yeah. driving it around, <laughs> and even though you're taking super good care of it. Like selling it to somebody and being like, I bought it for this price, you know, can you pay me this price? Like if you play your ukulele, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. It's going to get worn some places, you know, Mm -hmm. like that's just what happens when you play it. Mm -hmm. So little like cosmetic stuff like that, like, uh, yeah, if if it's a a ukulele that you're enjoying playing, I don't don't, try not to let that things get to you too much because mm. it's just like those are just signs of wear right yeah. like the same like when you drive a car you know you check underneath and it's like oh there's some dings and some bumps and scratches it's, it's like, gonna ha- it's gonna happen yeah i, I have a the story like i bought a um my first stratocaster i bought it from good guys over uh, on oahu yeah and um it was like previously owned by like somebody who was just playing it for church and so, so it's like immaculate mm-hmm. but on the bottom here there's a little bit of the the paint that chipped off mm-hmm. and stuff and i got it for like 500 bucks for like an american standard oh. stratocaster yeah, so yeah. retails at 1200 dollars. Yeah. i got it for 500 bucks i'm like oh yeah no one's even gonna look at that you know yeah. like it doesn't even, it doesn't even matter but for that that crack and he's saying that there's a difference you know in in the um uh, yeah, yeah in, in the field and stuff uh, as long as it's not getting worse it should be okay as long as yeah. the intonation's okay as long as it sounds fine mm-hmm. yeah and, yeah don't, I, don't worry and I think, like Aaron said, right, like, use a humidifier, and yes. it should, like, it won't fix it, but it should make it, you know, yeah, not no. get worse. Yeah. It won't, like, split anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I definitely, definitely would not try to fix yeah. it myself. Like, that's... I, yeah. yeah. Another thing I wanted to mention, too, is that my dad had ukulele that he really <laughs> liked that had a crack or a split down the back, I think. And he gave it to one of his kind of friends who's, like, a, you know quote unquote luthier <laughs> and so that that friend like fixed it for him yeah, fixed it, <laughs> fixed it yeah. The well it, yeah it's it's smooth now there's no crack or anything yeah. but my dad was so disappointed afterwards because he's like oh he refinished it and yeah. the new finish that he put on it it just killed the entire oh, sound uh-huh. so like that's if you're gonna take it to somebody yeah. make sure they know what they're doing yeah. like trying or Try and see if other people have gone there. Try and look for reviews. Try and look for pictures. You know, evidence that mm. they they can fix what mm. you you're bringing, and they'll do mm. a good job. Because otherwise, they might make it worse. Yeah. yeah. Usually, it wouldn't be too bad, but because you bought it like second or third hand, like someone already had it, and then it was like passed off to you. But if it was like you who bought it from Kanilea, if you show them pictures of that, maybe they would like pay to you know to ship it over, or maybe all you would have to mm. do is pay for shipping. But because you're like the second yeah. owner or third owner. Like, I, I don't know what, what the line is on that. That changes a lot of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's under warranty. Like, if, uh, if, if you're the first owner. Or mm-hmm. it might still be. I don't know. Ask Kanye. If you really want to, you know, if it really bothers you, you really want to get it fixed, ask Kanye. Ask him for a quote and see, like, see yeah. what they'll say. Um, but for the most part, I mean, honestly, I would just leave it. I'm sure, and yeah. they're they're great, yeah. Right, with yeah. like they'll try and work with you. They'll try and help you out as much as they can. So yeah, Kanilea yeah. is great. They are <laughs> awesome. I love Kanilea. <laughs> please keep sponsoring. Yeah, please me. keep sponsoring <laughs> this this show. You know, I've given up on Itoen. I haven't given up on you, baby. Like that's forever be my baby, <laughs> Itoen. Although you know, I'm not drinking Itoen today, but. This is from the same place that I had green tea from last week or the week before. Uh-huh. 
way better. This is what it's not supposed to taste sparkling. like. Yeah, not sparkling mm. matcha. This is uh, matcha latte. It's just matcha with with milk, you know. And unsweetened, good. I get the milk. I get the matcha. That's all I need, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Never get the sparkling one, Kahai. Not from there. And I won't even say it because they're usually great. And I don't want to. Uh, yeah. I don't ruin the reputation. So trendy, awesome. sparkling. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> matcha is life, man. I love matcha. So, hopefully that answers your question, Ben. Um, good luck, and uh, yeah, don't worry. It's not, it's not that bad. Mm. Yeah, you have for cheap. So it's it's, uh, it's a price to pay, maybe. You know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we yeah, we have a couple mm. questions in sure. chat. Yeah. Uh, Chris and Sue said, if I try a new set of strings that are thicker than my current strings, mm-hmm. I have to make an adjustment to the nut. If I decide to go back to the original strings, will I have to change the nut or is it okay to use narrow strings in a wide nut slot? Ooh, good question. Um, usually it's okay. You know, like, uh, I mean, I've, I've put high G and low G on the same nut and stuff and, and a nut that will like... Um, accommodate a low G also accommodates a high G it just just in my experience you know like that's a very technical question um, <clears throat> I've haven't had any problems doing it um, I, I didn't, didn't need to like adjust the uh, the nut at all and usually you know when um, when you're changing strings the string shouldn't be so thick that you have to adjust the nut mm-hmm. right like it's it's not usually a thing yeah. so I- I think if you're you're go, like you said like going from a high G to a low G, yeah, then yeah. you might have to adjust the nut a little bit. Yeah, but. and even then, like I didn't adjust the nut. Like you know, you know yeah. I mean, like well, maybe maybe I did. on a soprano, I did it on a soprano just because it was a soprano. Mm-hmm. It's like really like small, uh, you know, the slot for the for the string, and um, it was it was not bad. I put I put a high G in it afterwards, and it was it was okay. But you know so uh i think it's i think it's okay you don't have to adjust you know adjust it too much i mean if you already did make the adjustments for the low g and you're going back to high g don't worry about it unless it's creating like a major buzz or anything like that um it should be all right (laughs) and even if if it's creating a major buzz uh like like we said earlier the best solution right is Mm -hmm. to take it to a luthier or take it to somebody who can fix it professionally yeah but if you want to do it yourself, um, the way to do it is you just put, I mean, put a mini skull dot of super glue right like in the the slot, mm-hmm. and you kind of dry. You yeah. kind of like sand mm-hmm. it down, and then that'll just give it more material, so it's yeah. not buzzing yeah. as much. Yeah, but that's, I mean, do it at your own discretion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, we're but, not advising yeah, to do not, that. That's, yeah. but that's <laughs> that's these these statements are not uh, backed up by Ukulele Underground, and yeah. it's just. Solely of the uh, opinions of Kai Fergus. <laughs> <laughs> Something else I, I've done too uh, to fix, well, not fix buzzing, but fix some problems. Yeah, is taking um, uh, pencil lead and you just rub it against the uh, oh, yeah. the nut, yeah, yeah. and it kind of creates like another like more layer of graphite. Yeah, um, yeah. and it, that will probably help less if it's like really buzzing because mm. the the you know the hole is too wide. Yeah, but. It might help, so yeah. Yeah, I mean the notches in the nut are just to keep the string in place. Yes. Yeah. So so it doesn't need to be the exact width of the string. Mm-hmm. It's, it's as long as like the string can sit in there and not you know and not, not move, move not too move. much. Yeah, that's it. That's really it. Yeah. Yeah. So it, you don't actually have to adjust it unless, I mean, if you're if you're a professional musician and you want yeah. you have your string set up exactly how like they how are you and you mm-hmm. want your ukulele to perform at mm. its best then maybe you should yeah adjust your nut to be to that string setup mm-hmm. but otherwise yeah don't don't touch it and then you can change your strings to whatever you want yeah and then a month later if you don't like that then you can change, you can change it, it to it. Yeah. something else yeah. and mm-hmm. it should be fine yeah yeah i've like, even i've even done it like in the same song you know like when i was doing um the simpsons uh-huh like uh i first recorded um like the one of the first parts is with a low g it was like a super soprano low g yeah and then um i was like oh crud like i forgot to do the um you know to to do the the rhythm part you know mm-hmm. and, and i didn't want the you know like the the low g sounding rhythm so like i took it out like swapped it out because i had strings extra strings in my uh in in my case swapped it out it was like that same day maybe that same couple hours you know mm-hmm. and it was okay like it's yeah turned yeah. out just fine i i think the only time you gotta like you know 
the only time you would have to make the notch wider mm-hmm. is if you were going from I don't a super thin high G to mm-hmm. like a wound low G, yeah. and if it's like not sitting in the notch, yeah. yeah. But if it's you know kind of if it's sitting there, if it's staying in place, and when you strum, yeah. it's not it like hopping pop out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, then yeah, it's fine. That's really just, it. Yeah, just leave it. Yeah. So yeah. like uh, Chris and Sue, they kind of came back mm-hmm. with like. They're saying that they're switching from a narrow fluorocarbon to a thicker nylon, but the mm. material doesn't make a difference. No, 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 no. Yeah. The diameter yeah, is the thing that's going to make a difference, but pretty not negligible, really that bad. The, yeah. the difference in the... Yeah, it's not that bad. As, yeah. as long as it, like mm. both are listed for ukulele, right? Yeah. Like they're both ukulele string packs, right. they should be fine. Yeah, it's it's not even wound or anything, right? It's just like a, like a nylon... Yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah. Don't worry so. about it, yeah. Uh, and then Rob had like another question too. Okay. Uh, let me find it. Sorry, I think it's Rob. I have a question for you, Kai. Okay. What's your second favorite ice cream flavor? <laughs> so just in case we go to an ice cream parlor together, and I already got the mint chocolate chip, and you're like, ah, oh, I don't want to copy Aldrin. Well, then what do you get? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, it, I wouldn't get this from a parlor because. Uh, <laughs> I like a specific yeah. uh, brand of this type of ice cream, mm. but I like mango ice cream. Ah, which which brand? Um, is it the Queens mm. Queens brand? Have you tried Magnolia mango ice cream? Yeah, I think uh, yeah, theirs oh, yeah. is good too. That's that's my favorite. <laughs> that's my, my favorite mango ice cream. Okay, go ahead. What's your what's your question? So uh, I just didn't want dead air. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to. Yeah, no, no. Remember oh. that time um, we were at Nam and there was like a cold stone, like a downstairs from our, our mm-hmm. hotel room. And I'm like, hi, you got to try this. This is the Aldrin special. <laughs> is you take coffee ice cream, mint chocolate ice cream, and Reese's peanut butter cups as a, as a yeah. you know, as a fix-in or whatever. And then they, they, they do the, you know, yeah. the creep, the cold stone thing. And you had it as a, you know, as an ice cream. Well, wasn't was, yeah wasn't it like almost like a sh- they make it into like a shake kind of almost or like put yeah. in a cup or something yeah i think i had it as, i had it as a shake or i had it as a thing and you had it the other way you know oh yeah 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 that that's right? pretty pretty solid too. so for all of you folks i'm gonna try the aldrin special i know cold stone's not a thing anymore for you know for most places but kona coffee ice cream if you can find it um mint chocolate chip and just crush some uh crush some reese's peanut butter cups in there uh, just don't just forget about your diet for day and <laughs> just you know just have one on me i was gonna say um the the other one that i like trying at uh, yeah. at like ice cream parlors yeah if they have it and it's kind of become a fad is ube mm. yeah so it's yeah. just try it out like Oof. see see if here they're ube playing is good. the strings to my heart right now with ube <laughs> anyway go ahead uh so this one is from devin actually okay and he said, I tried some new strings and they were very high tension. Mm. Uh, there was so much tension. I was worried that it might not be good for the ukulele. Is that mm. a thing or am I overly worried? They were the Eucologic high tension strings. Okay. Um, really, you can tell if, uh, you know, if you try to bend the string and it's just not, you know, like not bending or you feel like it's going to snap when it bends, that's definitely way too high. But if you're stringing up your instrument and, you know, there's like, there's still, because these are super duper high tension strings that, that I have on mine. These AGA, uh, AQ strings are very high tension. But, you know, there's like, I, I do a lot of bends and, and stuff to it and, stuff, and, it, and it's okay, you know. But I've never tried the Uke Logic strings um, but you can usually tell if you try to, um, you know, if you try to do a bend and it's just not cooperating, even after using three fingers to, uh, you know, to bend your strings, if it's, um, if it's not responding, then that means it's, you know, it, it is too tight and that might be detrimental to your ukulele because it's going to pull right here. Unless, I mean, even if you have a kanile and the relief goes into the, uh, into the ukulele instead of just on the top, it's still pretty detrimental. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't really do it because it might cause some bowing, you know, on your on your ukulele. So yeah, even if it doesn't pop out your uh, your your bridge, it might still bow it. Yeah. So he he was saying that the uke the yeah. uke logic. Uh, he's tried the AG AQ strings yeah. and he likes that amount of tension, but the uke logic <laughs> felt like even more than that. So yeah, that's mm, kind of getting it's pretty pretty high because yeah, these are high. Yeah. yeah, these are definitely high tension strings. Um, so I I don't I have no I have no idea but I mean like uh, whew, <laughs> we, you know? we just gotta get some yeah we, we got we gotta get some and, and try it out for ourselves but 
I I would say if if you feel uncomfortable with it, then I I would I would not I would for not just, use it. Yeah, even for just like peace of mind, right? Yeah, because I mean, if you don't if you don't enjoy it or if you think it's it's too tight, then like you know, I I, I wouldn't stick with those strings anyway. Like you, you know what I mean? Like why would you want to play an ukulele that's tough for you to play? It just or like you know, yeah, like every time you play it, you don't want to strum or do yeah, things too exactly. hard. You know, if you like AGXAQ. Didn't you just get AG cross AQ? Get like a thousand of them or something, you know? Uh, that would really help my daughter out. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I mean, if you know, if if you don't like the, or if you think it's too tight, then that's probably not going to be a, a string set for you. So um, it, it's already a tell. You know what I mean? Like I, I wouldn't put it on. Even if it's okay, you ha- you kind of have to put strings on that you enjoy that makes you want to keep playing the ukulele or playing that specific ukulele so i would give up on i don't know too much about it so i don't want to tell people like no don't get these strings or whatever i've never tried it i don't know how tight it is if it's tighter than these that's pretty tight kind of kind of going back to like uh, what if you like that yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) kind of going back to like ben's uke Mm. problem too yeah that's it's hard because like if that crack is gonna like you know he's gonna be thinking about it every single time mm-hmm. he plays a uke. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, it might be worth it to fix. But if it's mm-hmm. something that he can like kind of out of out of sight, out yeah. of mind, then yeah, yeah, that's easy because it's down here, so you can't yeah. really see unless you go like this all the time and try to you know try yeah. to touch it and stuff. I had um uh we're gonna talk about cards for for a sec here. Like <laughs> I opened up a deck of cards. I like the cards a lot, but I didn't realize um. I guess one of, of the cards got wet on the side and you know like it turns black or like has that kind of darker color so every time I shuffle it and whatever there's like one black card on yeah. the side and it really bothers me and it's like oh my god I want to open up another deck because that's still good and I want to throw that one away because the, the rest are still good it's just like I'm in this conundrum where like should I change it or not so I I understand Ben if you're like oh it's just this crack yeah yeah it's just tugging on your mind yeah and it's yeah, just yeah. taking up all your time and not like yeah. not letting you enjoy the ukulele then yeah maybe fix it so yeah yeah so in in that in this case with that with, with devin um play you know play with strings that you like i mean I, I always tell people to to um to experiment with strings to see what you know what works for you and what doesn't work for you clearly it's just it's not working but there are guys like andrew molino who will have here in two weeks you know as, as a guest on this podcast see that hi see that that transition <laughs> i was a pro baby I wasn't sure if it was like a hundred percent, so I, mm-hmm. I wasn't gonna bring it up. Oh, but yeah, I just got a text. That's why I went like this earlier in the show because uh, <laughs> okay. he just texted me saying, yes. "Yes, he will be here in two weeks." Okay, um, nice. So you know, a guy like Andrew Molina, who we'll have here in a couple weeks, um, he likes his super duper like tight. The tension just ridiculous. Like I played his ukulele. I'm like, how do you how do you even bend these strings? Because it's, it's ridiculous. Like I don't. I don't, I don't like it. But he's like, yeah, but the attack is so good, though. I'm like, yeah, yeah but, the you know, like, yeah, yeah, the response is awesome. But it's just, you know, like, I, I, I can't play anything on it because I'm, my fingers are too weak, I guess. <laughs> I'm not, do I don't do jujitsu. Muscle, yeah. <laughs> Finger exercises. Yeah, Andrew Bellino yeah. is a very strong dude who's like, you know, young, strong jujitsu guy. So maybe, <laughs> you know, for him, those kind of strings work and stuff, but I'm just, I'm I'm a frail old man <laughs> that has to stick with these strings. Yeah. Well, I think I think uh, I don't know if this is true. I've heard mm-hmm. rumors that like BB King, as he went on in age, he had to start going down and start mm-hmm. using less high tension. So like just yeah, make it easier on mm-hmm. his fingers. And yeah, it's I mean the high tension stuff is really for attack and for response, and it's you know because it's tight, like you just kind of touch the string just a little bit and it'll respond right away because it's you know it's it's so tight it'll just kind of have that vibration that you want it and um on the opposite end if it's too low like you're gonna have to put a little bit more in that attack in order to get a good response from your you know from your ukulele but at the same time it's easier to play because it's not as tight you can do bends you can kind of you know go throughout your ukulele uh, up and down the you know up and down the frets with no problem so you just kind of have to you know find out where yours is and it yeah. sounds like you're over the edge <laughs> yeah yeah apparently uke logic has um mm. hard tension and soft tension okay. options yeah so you, and this is the super hard <laughs> or so something i'm uh, no or just hard tension it's just hard tension and soft tension mm-hmm. 
Uh-huh. But um, but it's weird because they they group them together. Hmm? I think it's like when you so? select your tuning, it's just uh, high G, low G, or smooth wound low G. Mm-hmm. But they say that you can use it for soprano concert or tenor. Huh. Yeah, so they don't make so. a distinction on. So, so mm-hmm. maybe it's that because it like you know mm-hmm. it's. Because because there you 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 yeah, can use, use it, it for, for whatever all. yeah and you can and maybe, I mean, technically yeah. you can yeah maybe yeah. maybe it's because of that they they tried to mm. use like a general tension mm. that would work for all and mm. then on a tenor it might be a little bit too tight too tight yeah yeah because if if it works for a soprano then yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's definitely gonna be pretty tight yeah so maybe so. that's maybe that's the uh, see I love it that we that we have the internet now and just Google magic <laughs> things you know. Because yeah. we're not familiar with Ugologic strings, I stopped. Maybe I shouldn't say stop, but um, I haven't really experimented with the with with new strings ever since I got you know like I got signed by by Akila. But I I do keep my you know my ears and eyes open for for new stuff that comes out. So whatever my friends are trying, like I mentioned, Andrew Molina, you know, has a set of strings that came after mine. Um, Craig and Sarah has a set of strings, you know, that that they're doing, and um, yeah, just whoever you know. Uh, I, I now go off by what my what my friends tell me, and I trust their opinion. You know, they're like <laughs> professional gigging touring musicians that kind of, uh, and I trust their opinion, and I know their style <laughs> to kind of know like how you know how the string response is going to be based on on their um, on their opinions. And yeah, and then like you know, so I, I feel like people ask like, oh, what string do you use? Yeah. Thinking that one string is good for like everything to rule them all, yeah. <laughs> but then it's just like like Craig and Chi- or Craig and Sarah. Yeah. I know that they have like specific preferences for what their strings mm-hmm. feel like and sound like, right? Yeah. And certain things like that they like in their strings. Like I would put it on and I'd be like, ah, it's okay, mm-hmm. it's not bad, but it's just mm-hmm. like I would prefer to have a string that's more on this side mm-hmm. rather on this side. So. It's finding what works for you, really. It's kind of cool because, like, uh, a lot of the artist strings are the best strings of that brand. Like, yep. for example, like GHS. I'm like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like GHS all that. Much. I mean, I used to, I used to be a, you know, like a GHS only when I was like starting out and stuff because there wasn't anything else that was available. And um, yeah. but you know, like after a while, I found a bunch of other strings that were great. And, uh, and I just kind of departed away from GHS. Not saying that GHS is not good. It's just that I found ones that were a lot better. But then like, oh, um, for your style. Yeah, for my style. Yeah. For Craig and Sarah, like, I, I tried their strings. I tried it in their, on their ukulele. I put it on, on mine and stuff. And I'm like, man, this doesn't sound like GHS at all. <laughs> and it's like the best set that GHS has. And then, um, you know, I don't want to like toot my own horn or whatever, <laughs> but like, I'm not a fan of like, uh, you know, like the regular Nalgut strings that Ocula uses. And I, I feel like my set is like the best, like you know, uh, uh, Oculus set that you that you can get. The sugars are pretty good too. Also, like I, I don't know if you guys tried, they're like they they made out of like sugar or what? They call them sugar strings. Uh-huh. I guess some kind of sugar fiber or fiber from sugars. That sounded pretty good too. But these definitely, you know, they're I, I put my name on them. That's not how much I like them, you know. Okay. Um, and uh yeah and jake you know like jake put his put his name on the on the j71s and stuff like even though his name's not on the you know on the packaging itself all the ads that you see everywhere like on ukulele magazine or where or the uke magazine it has jake you know like promoting mm-hmm. those strings those are the best sounding like the adara strings that they have it's just, it's kind of cool yeah yeah so the Whoa. curated strings yeah. always i'm <laughs> not <laughs> And we can, we, like, the people we know, like, they would, like, put in their, you know, say, like, oh, I like this about this Mm -hmm. string, or I Mm -hmm. don't like this about this string. So Mm -hmm. they probably finely tune the string to get where to it is. So, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, put in the work in there. I think uh, Mike told me, I don't know if this is true, but Mm -hmm. uh, Mike told me that guitar strings only come from, like, three factories or something <laughs> really all, all the brands of guitar strings so like even even that you know p- guitarists like online they're like oh these strings are the best these strings are way better but mm-hmm. then you find out like oh they're the string same strings it's just one has the whatever Some kind special of coding, coding on it, on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah from uh, yeah. martin or yeah. whatever <laughs> it's but. like taco bell or like i like i like gorditas like well i like chalupas yeah but chalupas <laughs> really just like gordita but just like deep fried like yeah. the thing is deep yep. fried yeah. or whatever you know exactly <laughs> so yeah. but oh, that's in awesome. fact <laughs> like um i what blew my mind was 
electric you could use electric guitar strings on your acoustic guitar as long hmm. as the the diameters yeah, are the are, same are good. yeah as a, like really <laughs> shouldn't it be <laughs> for some reason i just couldn't i didn't i never made that connection huh. and like mm. I, i just thought that electric guitar strings were different somehow mm. for the electric like for the <laughs> for, for the pickup guitar, to, yeah. to be able to pick it up but no I, I like I know that fact, and I still buy separate strings for yeah. my acoustic guitar. <laughs> exactly, I, it yeah. just feels it feels uji like putting on. Ooh, I don't I don't want to put these strings on here. Like yeah. they're not made. They're I'm not, not gonna put Ernie Balls on my Martin. <laughs> I just can't. It's just not. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I learned that from um you know when when I used to go to Scotty's a lot to buy my strings and stuff, and now I just buy them online. Cause I had, I had that strat and then I have, you know, like a, an acoustic guitar and for theirs, they sell the strings like a little bit more expensive, but you get one for free. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I would always go and I would just get whatever strings and I would just use that like for both my electric guitar and my regular guitar oh, because, yeah, yeah. um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Gil, Gilbert, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. He's like, dude, you can just use both of these. Like, <laughs> that blew my mind. So yeah. when I learned that too, yeah, it's like, holy snap. Cause uh, it was my Telecaster. He was working on it. He's like, what kind of strings do you want? I'm like, I don't know. What are good, like electric guitar strings and stuff? I was like, he's like, honestly, these elixirs, they, they do pretty well. <laughs> I was like, really? I've never used elixirs I, on, on my, yeah. he's like, no, dude, this makes I, a difference. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> a difference. I think, uh, that's what, uh, Mike said is that mm. Martins and Elixirs are made mm. at the same place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Elixirs just have the coding, right? The Elixir the coding. Yeah. 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 But then Martin hikes up their price because they're Martin strings. So yeah. it's, it's the same thing. The same thing. Have, same, like right? Kamaka strings and GHS strings. Like yeah. the same thing, right? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> We're not so, saying, but. Yeah. Well, no. I've heard. Yeah. Some, some may say. Some may that, say. That. Those Kamaka strings are basically GHS strings, just repackaged. <laughs> right. So, Try it. Say, not us, but yeah, not us. Some. I've heard it. I've heard. Some people are saying. <laughs> Some people are like, saying that. Like we're we're telling you to go to Taco Bell, and you you know it's like oh this isn't on their menu anymore. Yeah. But you can order all the parts of it on their menu yeah, yeah, yeah. and put it into uh roll it up into a tortilla, yeah. and then all of a sudden you got what they used to have. You know. Yeah. So yep, same thing. Uh, you want to yeah. do the student review? Yes. So we had a student review um, from who? Go ahead. Uh, Kathy. Oh, yeah, Kathy. That's right. Kathy. So she sent the student review last time, and we were talking about her kind of transitions from finger picking to, uh, you know, to, to strumming. And that one was kind of a special case because she had like three different kinds of rhythms. Mm-hmm. So going from one to the other and to the other and then back again to the second one. Oh, excuse me. Oh, that. Matcha, this is the milk. <laughs> milk is coming out. Um, they uh, that was a little bit tough, and it's a little bit tricky because there's three three different ones and going. And I think through a private lesson, we kind of discussed how she can you know go from one to the other. So I saw her recently actually, and um, so for this new one that she just sent, uh, I thought it was you know I thought it was good. I mean the rhythm is consistent. She's not changing rhythms you know from one to the other, um, which you know there's nothing wrong with that, but just make the transition sound good you know or, or at least smooth um for this one the the things were okay the finger picking works you know um it's it's a great kind of kind of melodic finger picking that she was using against uh, against a strum because she did two different uh two i guess two different tracks so she did a strumming track and then she did a finger picking track on top of that and she like harmonized herself it's pretty cool and i think it's an original song right okay yeah 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 so um I thought it was good. The only um, the only comment that you know that I'm gonna make is is really your your finger picking style because when you're finger picking, you want the um, the angle of the finger picking to be about right here. Okay, so I'll show it to you on the close this way. Let's see here. So all right, there we go. So the way she's playing it is she's playing it like this, and um, when she's finger picking, it's kind of like there's a um, and I'll go from here. It's, it's going from here to here. It's like a diagonal kind of hit like this. So you're kind of using the, you know, um, the middle part, I guess your nail, and then that that's it. You're not making really good contact with the string. What you should do is instead of taking it from this angle like that, you want to, you know, you want to take your pinky finger instead of it being this way, you want to lean it that way. And what happens then is that you get this kind of attack. So... Instead of you know hitting the string like this, you know with with the middle and then just kind of like diagonally like 
going up like that. You're actually using your flesh. See that? Ooh. And you're getting a better sound out of your uke. So here's I'll I'll do both ways. So I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna do C F G. See, I'm really trying to make that sound good. But then when you know when you do it this way. So from here you're you're seeing the um, you know there's there's that density behind the hit. Let's see here if you can see it from that. There you go. I'll I'll make it there. Perfect. So you're you're hitting it with your flesh as opposed to just kind of hitting it like this. Or it's just your nail and a little bit of the fingertip, you know, that you're using to, to hit the string. But then this way, I'm kind of using my, um, using my flesh. Huh? That's like an exaggeration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When you so, like pluck hard. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, not not like that. Yeah, that but, you know, I was just kind of doing that just so that you can see. I want to make an indentation on my finger. That's what I was trying to do. There, it's see it? It's That's like that like same motion, but yep. not not that same like. Nah. <laughs> so it's this way instead of the string going this way. Yeah. Okay, you want you don't want the long way. You want the short way. What do they call it? it? Um, hamburger style, that have the hot dog <laughs> style, like when you fold the paper, or whatever. Yeah, it's kind of like that. So you want it this way, so that you you get you getting density from your from your finger. This way is just kind of sliding off of just the tip of your fingers. You might be able to hear it, but it's just not a good you know not a good attack, not making good contact with uh, with the strings, therefore not getting good response. So you get, you want it, you want the response to be nice, loud, and clear. So just kind of change the angle a little bit. So how you're gonna do that is you're going to use your pinky finger. And you're going to anchor. I see that you already kind of do that, but you're anchoring it, and you're going um, that that pinky finger is pointing that way. What you want to do is have your pinky finger pointing. Oh, I'm gonna move this to the side to your into your ukulele like this. So you're anchoring it down. So the anchor doesn't look like this so on the side. The anchor looks like this. And now you just curl the rest of your fingers. Of course, you're gonna play it over the sound hole so you can get the best sound. That's, a, that's another thing that a lot of people do is like finger pick right here, which is okay. But because you know you're using the um, the this part of your you know it's part of your finger instead of it kind of coming out from this part, uh, you might run into the problem of hitting the uh, you know hitting the fretboard or getting unnecessary noises and sounds that you don't want to get. Plus, the closer you get to the twelfth fret the lower the tension of the strings are. So the lower the tension, the floppier you know, the, uh, the, the attack in the strings get. So you want it to be a little bit closer so you have good tension on the strings and good attack. Okay. Yeah, there we go. So, but thank you. Thank you, Kathy. And like I said, everything was good. Just, you know, just change the attack on your, on your finger picking and that'll just make it even better. Yeah, she, she said too that mm -hmm. she uh, tried uh, changing the cables to mm -hmm. make sure that those were good when she recorded mm -hmm. and then getting the volume right so yeah. she didn't get distortion and everything right right yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah. good I, I dig it yeah yeah. so I had no problems with that that's right last better. time it was it was peaking yeah yeah mm -hmm. it's good she said that she uh, took off all like she used effects last time mm -hmm. and she thinks that maybe that's what caused it so she took all of that off mm -hmm. but yeah uh, and I, I yeah. think you can use like effects like reverb and delay mm -hmm. Uh, just try and like dial it in, like mm -hmm. instead of going a hundred percent right, go zero and then like dial it up until yeah. you find what you like from there. Mm -hmm. And then, like most times, it's usually lower than higher, right? Yeah, I mean, dude, like uh, going from fifteen percent reverb to twenty percent reverb yep. is a lot already. Like. I feel like when I go twenty percent on some of the uh, playalongs that we have here, yeah, it's it's like I'm in a cave, and it's or, really playing with that f between fifteen and twenty percent reverb. It sounds like you go from like uh you know like a room like this that has reverb yeah. in it to like a like grand a cathedral hall, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, like a church. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it really makes a big difference. So be careful of that. Um, you still will get a better sound if you're using microphones, but hey, mm -hmm. you know, if you have a plug-in uke and that's that's what you're doing, then I and I think adding reverb is a good thing because if you're plugging in your ukulele, it's gonna. I think we mentioned that last week. It yeah. sounds really, you know, like just kind of right in your ear. 
I think she said that she was gonna try uh, switching mm. over to her pencil Microphone. mic mm. too. So yeah, yeah. If you have a pencil mic, use it. Yeah, and, and that's what she said, right? Mm-hmm. Like you mm-hmm. record first, and you record it cleanly through mm-hmm. a mic. And then you just kind of add on what little yeah. effects you need yeah, in yeah. there. If uh, if I'm doing a scratch track, then mm-hmm. I might plug in my ukulele. Yeah, really matter. Yeah. we're not keeping that, you know. Like, I uh, then re-record it over with the with a pencil mic, and then you know do do the vocals over. That's kind of what I do with the uh, the ukulele oversoul videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which next week, well, all today well, I uploaded out loud by dispatch. So, which your sister Kahai was a. Uh, was was stoked about because <laughs> I guess she likes dispatch. Yeah, she's, yeah. So she, she's a fan of dispatch. She doesn't really. She hasn't, you know, really responded to too much stuff. But that one, she's like, oh my god, excited. <laughs> like, oh hey, I didn't know you were a dispatch fan. I was surprised actually, because um, you know, dispatch is what like late nineties that that you know that group and they're they're doing stuff and they're not necessarily the most famous band. You know, like not yeah. too much people knew them. But I had more responses privately towards dispatch that i did would say like mega man or like all, all these other uh, ones that yeah, yeah. I, I thought was you know was going to be uh was going to be more popular it's kind of cool <laughs> it's, it's like, kind of interesting it's like <laughs> did you go to college during the 2000s you're <laughs> yeah, welcome yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i guess so yeah joey charles responded he's like oh, yeah. it's like my favorite dispatch song like i didn't even know you knew <laughs> dispatch yeah <laughs> for a while like wasn't the joke in our office right like ooh, can you teach me the general by dispatch <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it was it's it's cool. It's cool to get like responses from people who are like, "Hey, you know, I didn't know like you knew Dispatch." Awesome. <laughs> uh, next week, Voltus Five. It's uh, it's it's a. I've I've worn the shirt before. Mm-hmm. There's like the you know the red shirt that I have with a little like Japanese like katakana on it, and uh, I grew up like watching that show. I didn't know this because I was doing my research. I'm like, I want to do you know that that song. Very 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 catchy intro song, by the way, and that's why I'm doing it. It's 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 a song from my childhood. I looked it up on YouTube just to see any if anybody did like an ukulele cover. They are doing in the Philippines mm-hmm. a live action <laughs> remake series. Oh, yeah. Not not a movie, a series of Voltus Five. I'm like, my God it's like that's it, it's amazing so i just it i guess the timing is good so people are gonna think like oh he's just doing it because there's this new thing like coming out and i'm like yeah i'm not like i've worn that shirt proudly on my like on on all the shows that i've done but um it's 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 kind of cool it's kind of cool very yeah. political apparently i didn't know that either my youtube search has led me through a weird rabbit hole <laughs> with that I, show i think uh last time or um, maybe it was a couple weeks ago when we did songs and we were talking about that uh, I linked Voltus Five, mm-hmm. and I linked like the Sailor Moon oh. like changing <laughs> animations and stuff, right? Because yeah. yeah, we're talking about that kind of stuff. So. And why does this why does this matter? Well, because um, I, I I'm planning to do a uh, ukulele solo version of it, and who knows that might show up in uh, in UU Plus solos because I really like it. It's a very catchy tune. It's it's super fun to play. It's um it's probably where I got the idea like for you know for uh, Bandido Tyler going from G minor to B flat. But this one is like it's in C minor and then it goes to to a B flat which is kind of just kind of fun, I guess. Um and uh it, yeah, there's there's it's mainly minor and it goes to major. So it's super fun. I might do, you know, a a solo version of it and teach it to you folks here in Upala Underground because I dig that song so much and I think Everyone should, uh, should should at least try it out. Even if you're not familiar with it, it's a fun song to play. Especially if you're one of those um, like advanced players who are looking for like like you know like harder pieces. That's that's yeah. a fun one. It's gonna be a fun one, and Kahai's gonna have a fun time editing that. <laughs> yep. Right, Kahai? Yeah. Just like Chocolate Fontaines had a fun time like just editing all those notes. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Chocolate Fontaine was. That, Isn't that bad? Yeah. What What's the song that you've done for U Plus Souls? Where you're like, oh my god, just make it stop. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, probably Body Surfing. That one really kind of tough. I, a lot I of people kinda... like that one. I, I, a lot of people have, have, you know, used that to kind of learn that use that, I, that tutorial to learn that song. I think when we did Senior Victor, uh-huh. there's things you're doing where I was almost like. I don't know how to show this <laughs> visually. So, yeah. yeah, it's just like, well, I'm just going to try my best. And mm-hmm. 
I, I put it, it's marked advanced for a reason. Please do not try it if you're just brand new to the ukulele. Yeah, we had, you know, we had some fun pieces. Like, uh, I think Chocolate Fontaine's was, uh, was advanced, but then Puohone was nice and simple. And the one bef- yeah. before uh, Chocolate Fontaine's was nice and simple. I think it was, what was it? What was that? Um, Tiny Bubbles or something? Yeah. Now let's get to some good meaty ukulele solos. And that's what I, what I got in store next, I think. Okay. If you like. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Rob asked, mm-hmm. uh, what humidifiers do you guys like? Uh, I'm using Oasis in the case. The one. Uh, yeah. They can be a pain, but are they decent? Humidity is 30 to 35% in winter. Uh, yeah, Oasis. I, I like using Oasis. Um, the, the humidity here is is pretty high, you know? Um, so we don't normally use humidifiers because uh, the, there's way too much humidity. But... Like these ukuleles were made here, so it's not too bad. They already kind of know like how to acclimate to to this um, to the humidity. But if I'm going somewhere um, that does need it, so I'm guessing Delaware needs it if it's at 35. percent um, I went to Utah one time and it was just super duper dry. Uh, Oasis. Every time I go to a, to a place like that, Oasis. I um, mean, it can be anyone from from the regular. Uh, oh, what was the what's the one in the black like little with like circle oh, black yeah. and orco? What what is that? Uh, Herco. So I forget. But um, Oasis. That it's like that long blue tube thing that you put into your ukulele. That works just fine. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You don't need to get fancy schmancy, like um. And I've even had like where I was gonna go to. I think it was like Arizona, and um, I completely forgot that to bring a humidifier. So I went to a Starbucks in uh, or a coffee shop (laughs) in uh, at the airport, and I bought an apple. And, mm-hmm. and like a, and I put it in a Ziploc bag <laughs> and then yeah, just like yeah. poked holes like in the Ziploc bag. Yeah, 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 yeah. Slice some apples and stuff. And then, uh, yeah, that's, that was my humidifier for that trip. And honestly, if you're not going to be in a place for that long, you don't necessarily need the humidifier. But yeah, you know, I'm, I'm guessing because Rob lives in a place that's kind of mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah, Oasis. Now that would, that would be my, my go-to. And then every time you put it back in the case, put the Oasis back on just to make sure. But also, See if, if there's too much humidity because that could also, you know, um, make a difference on your ukulele. If, yeah. yeah. Although Hawaii gets pretty high and yeah, we like don't usually have a problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't. Yeah. Uh, they said, right, like if it's too high, mm. I mean, I guess like maybe some Southeast Asian countries, like where the humidity is like over 100 mm. percent right, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like how does yeah. it get over that? But <laughs> yeah. they can. But like uh, they said, if the humidity is too high, you use silica gels, right, mm. to reduce it. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Silica gel. So silica gel takes out humidity, whereas the Oasis humidifier puts in humidity in there. Um, if you're really worried about it, and you know, if you live in a place like like Delaware with 35, 35 is not that bad. Um, it's I've definitely seen worse. But if you know, if you live in those kind of places, Utah, Arizona, whatever, you know, get a hygrometer. It's not that expensive um you can get relatively cheap hygrometers just to check what the what the humidity level inside your case mm-hmm. yeah oasis uh, there's a i it's escaping me right now but there's one that is like like a it's a, it's a little black tube thing it looks like like m&m minis you know like that kind of tube. oh no, yeah that the uh it's like a hercule yeah it? you were correct hercule hercule okay hercule uh hercule if you know if uh if you can find it that i i like that really it's just like a, a stone inside or some kind of stone thing that you wet and there's just like a like a hole in the you know in the in the cover and that's what puts out the humidity but yeah, yeah you know it's yeah. not that bad apples once, work <laughs> once upon a time we made a how to build your own humidifier yes video. i totally forgot for you minutes so yeah, yeah, so if you want to see a, a very young Aldrin Guerrero oh, man. using finger armor, using and, uh, a knife, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed to use those anymore. Yeah, it's been a long time, man. <laughs> that was one of the first videos mm-hmm. that we made. Yeah, that was where was that? It was on Oahu. It was at Dan's house. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, Daniel Cummings. We went to his house, and I, I made spaghetti that day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. see. Elephant never forgets. <laughs> <laughs> when it it's comes just, to food, no, well, when it comes and, to like, if you give me little details of things, yeah, yeah. I can, then I can, you know, that I can start making the the thing a little bit more clear based on what happened that day. Yeah, you know, there, 
Yeah, there, definitely cartoons, like dog cartoons. If you tell me, like, what? <laughs> this episode, I'm like, mm, yes. So this happened, this happened, this happened. And then uh, the more I get into it, the clearer that episode gets. <laughs> and then I can just recite the entire, yeah, <laughs> entire episode. Yeah, uh, I think um, there is like a comic on Reddit mm-hmm. that was popular recently. And it's like an elephant and it's on a, a cartoon elephant on a date with the lady, right? Mm. And the lady's like, I can't believe you remembered uh, my birthday. <laughs> and the cartoon elephant is like, yep, we never forget. And then the wait, waiter comes in and is like, oh, here's, here's your dinner. Thanks. Thank you for tonight, you know? Uh, and then the elephant goes, you too. And it just shows the <laughs> elephant in bed going like, you too. I can't believe I said you too. <laughs> I can't believe. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> double double edged sword having a, yeah. a memory that good. So, so yeah, it was a um, Darth Sidious, I think, the uh, like, because it was, it was like a Star Wars um, a Pez dispenser, yeah. That, that was oh. yeah? Sidious, <laughs> the emperor was the emperor, the su- emperor, yeah, what? Palpatine, yeah, or whatever it was, you know. Like, it's it was it's it signified my turn to the dark side. That's <laughs> it was no, it was foreshadowing my turn to the dark side. I've, I've turned dark side a long time ago, I now don't yeah. care anymore, right? Kai, I, I've, I've done my heel turn, yeah, or you, can you, I still turn more heel? Is think? it? Is this your third heel turn or your your fourth heel? Turn? I don't know. I've, I'm like the big show man. I've, I've yeah. turned face, turned heel so many times now. <laughs> yep. Anyway, next. Uh, I think that was pretty much it. Um, mm-hmm. Marima asks, yeah. uh, "What is low humidity for uke storage?" Um. Well, they say that you know, like anywhere from fifty to sixty is ideal for uh, for for ukuleles. So you can kind of go based on that and i mean 70 is fine as well it just really depends like on uh on, on where you are and what the humidity is outside you know the uh, the case so inside the case it might be all good then you take it out and it's you know uh it's like something completely different if it's like s- super far apart and maybe like that might do something but i don't know um that's that's really subjective but i think anywhere from 50 to uh, 50s and 60s are ideal yeah, I, I think too. You know, you said um, that like when you go around touring and stuff, you don't mm-hmm. necessarily bring like a humidifier no. or you take you you know yeah, unless you live in that place. You yeah, know? and even if you live in that place, like for everybody listening, like we don't want to freak them out, right? Being like, yeah. oh, I better go get a hydrometer yeah. and get a humidifier and stuff. Yeah. It's like if your ukulele has been fine where you live so far, yeah, it's like, acclimated. Yeah, yeah, it's acclimated, mm-hmm. and maybe you might want to check the you know check to make sure just to get to keep your ukulele in the best condition mm-hmm. it's gonna mm-hmm. be. But yeah, don't freak out and don't feel like you have to yeah. run out and go grab yeah. these things. You know, they're just uh, best practice, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, thirty-five is a little bit on the low side. Um, there's definitely like ten percent humidity, like, mm-hmm. and it definitely gets really, really, really low. And those are like super dangerously low humidity levels. Uh, is- thirty-five is getting there. Like, I might use you know every now and then, like uh, I might use a uh, humidifier, but I wouldn't put it in there all the time, with the risk of it being too much humidity. Yeah, it it also depends on the uke itself too, yeah. right? Some ukes mm-hmm. are just built differently where That's they true. can handle yeah, more humidity, right. and mm-hmm. some are built where they, you know, they can handle less. So yeah, yeah. it really depends. All right, so um, before we, you know, before we go, we're almost coming to a close. I just want to let you guys know of all the happenings here on Ukul on the Ground. So a week from now. Ukulele Underground Open Mic once again, March 4th. Ukulele Underground Open Mic, and we'll definitely, you know, put some stuff up um, during during the during the week, during this week, to just kind of give you guys um, a heads up on that. But it's basically the same rules. Um, just go log on to Ukulele Underground or go to Ukulele Underground if you're not, a, you know, if you're not a member. There should be a, a link there that you can check out. Um, yeah, we'll we'll post something on our Instagram. We'll post something on our Facebook just just to kind of make sure that everyone knows that it's going on. Uh, tomorrow I'll say more stuff about it, but it's March fourth, right after this show, and that's um, yeah, basically the same you know same time next week, about two twenty two thirty, and we uh, go on until everyone's done. <laughs> yeah, well, I think we'll be there, yeah, like already uh, around two twenty to ten, yeah. Uh, and then officially start at 2.30. 2.30. Okay. So. Yeah. And uh, last time, it was, it was a lot of fun. There was like about 80-something people that, that stopped by. It was, you know, 
a lot of fun. It was a lot of people. And there was a lot of amazing performances. So next week, so, you know, if you guys have been working on stuff uh, throughout this entire month, next week is your chance to uh, to let it shine. Yeah, <laughs> we, we also uh, were saying it'd be cool, right, if uh, people are working on their songs for the song challenge. Yeah. yeah. And they can bring it to the yeah. open mic and yeah. play. And then showcase your, uh, your, your new written song. Um, in two weeks, so March 11th, we will have Andrew Molina. He is now a confirmed guest. He will be joining us via Zoom here. So get your questions ready for Andrew Molina. He is an amazing, um, uh, I want to say up and comer. He's really kind of, you know, like cemented himself in the ukulele world, especially like local Hawaiian ukulele, you know, uh, uke players. He's from Maui. If you've not heard of him, check out his stuff. Andrew Molina. He is a Nahoku Hano Hano Award nominee. So just, you know, like, just like me, I guess. Also, <laughs> I haven't really won one of those for me. I've won one, but not for me. <laughs> but yeah, but, but, about that it's it's awesome he's a great dude amazing chops there's amazing like approach to the uh to the ukulele he's got great um he's a great mindset he really de- uh, he definitely brings the uh the discipline of his martial arts background into his uh you know into his playing very disciplined when it comes to ukulele so that's the kind of stuff that i would i would ask him you know if, if no one's gonna ask him uh questions about that in, in a couple of weeks i definitely will and how you know like how that kind of discipline goes into his um his daily practice of the ukulele his approach towards the ukulele but um look him up on youtube look him up on spotify he's awesome ask him all the questions because he's great and we're going to try to do more of these where we bring in guest um ukulele players so that you can ask them whatever questions and we'll let you guys know in advance before they come so that you can have your questions ready and uh and mark your calendars for when he's- they come He's been doing, um, like, he's been posting videos with uh, him playing electric uke, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, yeah. or electric solid body uke. Yeah. So, if you're interested in that and you have some questions for him, yeah, uh, check or try and join next week live. and uh, Or send in your questions early, mm-hmm. too. If you can't make it live, yeah. uh, send it to our email questions at ukulele mm. underground and we'll try and ask him mm. yeah i've uh i have some really cool guests lined up for that for for this year so this is going to be first of of many of uh, ukulele artist guests that we'll have here on the ukulele underground pod see it's a brand new podcast it's a brand <laughs> new kind of thing that we're doing it's we're just slowly podcast. transitioning over to a you know to a new thing but we're keeping a lot of old stuff we're keeping the banter between me and kahai nice you know and uh and hi and uh yeah right Joel. <laughs> Joel. yeah yeah we yeah. did <laughs> We haven't talked about ice cream before, so that that was new. Yeah, you know, people people care, Kahai. People care about what kind of ice cream you like. Okay, I, yeah. I I hope, I hope. If you're you're not part of KFC, if you don't care what Kahai's favorite ice cream is, you know, like, <laughs> you're not a true KFC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so something else that I wanted to bring up too. Um, mm-hmm. We had another intro, another yes. new intro. Oh this yeah, week. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. Uh, uh yeah, it's from Chris and Sue. Chris but- and Sue. Uh, I also wanted to mention that, uh, so we're going to be rotating between all these different intros, mm-hmm. you know, in the coming podcasts. Yeah. Uh, but if you still want to send your own intro or your mm-hmm. own kind of video or whatever you want to do, feel free. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. still take it and we'll still, even though we did it as a songwriting challenge yeah. uh, and the challenge is over, still mm-hmm. send it to us. We'll, we'll use it. Yeah, we'll try we'll to use it. Use it. Yeah. And cause, just because we want to feature, you know, you guys and we want to make sure that the world hears your music. I mean, our platform is very small, but we try because we love you guys and uh, and we want to showcase like ta- our talented people. OK, and uh, so does it matter if, you know, if, if you feel like, oh, I don't know about this song, maybe just just send it over. You know, well, Kahai will do his magic. All right, Kahai. Yeah, I'll try it. Like uh, some some of the intro songs that people sent. They were longer, so I had to yeah. cut it down to, you yeah. know, fit our little intro, like, animation. Yeah. But then, yeah, just... Kind of I will do his best cut-and-paste job for you, right, guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Try and make it fit. Uh, let's see what else is happening. Um, Puahone, I don't know if I mentioned it. Puahone is out, which is a UU Plus solo um, on, yeah, on a beautiful, beautiful Hawaiian melody. Nice and simple. It's not that, you know, it's not that difficult. Um, easy-ish chords, right? There's G, F, C, D. 
Uh, like you remember? <laughs> uh, yeah, something yeah, like that. Something like that. <laughs> it's very, very simple. Oh no, F. It's an F. Yeah, yeah. F B flat, E flat, C. So it, it's not that bad. Don't be scared of E flat. It's it's really super simple. Um, that's that's available. Um, the first of the month is coming up. Uh, that's uh, some fun stuff coming up for that as well. Uh, yeah. I think March is gonna be fun, man. Yeah, uh, I mm. was gonna bring it back to Puahone, like. Mm. Yeah, I think it's listed as like a intermediate mm-hmm. kind of song. Uh, but actually, like the way you taught it, you can play it where it's just mm-hmm. chords and then just picking. So like that is just mm-hmm. like beginner level. So even if you're a beginner and you're not sure, mm-hmm. check it out. You can kind of learn from that. And then if you want to get into the deeper like finger picking and ghost mm-hmm. notes and stuff, you can get all the way there too. Would you say it's the 10 levels of Puohone? <laughs> I think I actually wrote when I wrote the description. I think I put four levels. So. Four levels of yeah. cool oh, I mean, most of our tutorial videos yeah. are like that. Right? Yeah, yeah. If you're a beginner, just watch or mm-hmm. you know follow it up until you're a skill level. And yeah. Then, yeah. Even our you know, our monthly songs kind of mm-hmm. go that way. You can just do downstrums and you know and all those chords if you want to. And then you can do an intermediate strum. You can do a advanced strum instead of like here's the strumming pattern to whatever. It's just like no. No more of that. Here's how you play. How you play this song. Just just play. Just press, right? Kahai, just press. Yeah. So speaking of that, we're going to press the goodbye button on you folks. And we'll see you guys tomorrow here on Ukulele on the Ground for Aloha Friday Live Jam. We also have live coaching that's going on tomorrow right after the jam. Uh, don't forget, next week, the uh, open mic. So mark your calendars and make some time because it's it's awesome. It's super fun. And we'd love to see you there. All right, have a great weekend. Aloha.